existence personified and I will drag you down. What's up, everybody? It is play-by-play here on KLEB. We've got a fun 90 minutes coming your way. We're going to be talking about all kinds of football. We've had a wild weekend, uh, and we're going to kick up kick off our week in stride by breaking you down LSU's road victory over Auburn by talking about the Saints debacle out in London by talking about Nichols's debacle out in Natchitoches and everything in between here on play by play but before we dive into any of that we'll talk some high school in the open of the show as we always do let's thank our sponsors the Blue Boot Foundation what about Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials. <clears throat> Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We've got Brian Colley, the South Lafouche Athletic Director, will be joining us at 1215 that's the only coaching guest we're going to have today. I wanted to keep it open so that we could talk some football. If you want to give us a call at any time during the show, give us a shout, 693-7748. Or, I'm sorry, 693-7792. Nope, I'm reading them numbers all wrong. Shame on me. One more time, if you want to give us a call, 798-7748 or 798-7792. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm looking at the phone and I'm reading the damn number wrong. One more time, 798-7748 or 798-7792 if you want to give us a shout at any point during the show, talk about some of this stuff that's happening. Um, high school football scoreboard from the weekend. It was a busy, busy Friday night. Ellender defeats South Terrebonne 26-9. We had Jesse Turner on a couple of weeks ago and then I mentioned many times here that I saw them play HL Bourgeois. Ellender looked close whenever I saw them play against Bourgeois. They just looked like a snake-bitten team that couldn't get out of their own way. Well, they rolled past South Terrible in 26-9 and kind of make a little statement as that, hey, uh, we ain't too bad, bro. We lost some games, but we ain't too bad. Ellender's getting better. That's the thing about Ellender, is that we see the flash and the receivers and throwing the ball down the field and punt returns for touchdowns and all that flashiness. They're pretty good on defense, man. Like weekly, they don't give up very many points. So they hold down a pretty good South Terrebonne offense and get a big, big district win, a big, big rivalry win. <laughs> Stan Gravois told me Saturday for the sports corner, he said, look, Ellender's never beaten South Terrebonne two years in a row before. They've done it now. Ellender's probably never beat South Terrebonne by multiple scores before. They've done it now. So they get a big 26-9 victory in that one. Another district matchup with a little bit of a surprising result is Terrebonne getting a 40-7 win over Central Lafouche. I'm not surprised that Terrebonne beat Central Lafouche. Hell, I, I, I picked Terrebonne to beat Central Lafouche over my Patreon when we were picking these games. But to beat them by 33 and like it'd be a non-competitive just drumming, that is surprising to me. But it's a sign that Tyler Lewis and the Terrebonne team are coming around. They're playing better football. They're doing an excellent job of getting those boys coming together. Um, so an excellent job for Tyler and Terrebonne. They get to 3-2 and two on the season. They roll past the Central Lafouche team that, whew, I thought they were farther along than what they were. They beat South Lafouche. 
and we've learned maybe since then that South Lafourche is just kind of on a, a, a down cycle because since that time, the Trojans fall to Franklin, who's really not all that good, and they get blasted by Terrebonne. So Central Lafourche is still ways away. Destrehan, 47, HL Bourgeois, 0. Destrehan does exactly what we expect them to do. Let me read you something about Destrehan here. Maybe we could do a little loose math on the fly to let you know exactly how good that football team is, man. They are they are just playing at such an exceptionally high level. Let me pull this up for Destrehan. These are the results for the Destrehan team so far this year. They've won 49 to nothing. They've won 42 to 6. They've won 42 to 2. They've won 41 to 3. They won 47 to nothing. So I could do the loose math and I could tell you 6 plus 2 is 8 plus they've given up 11 points this year. And then let's pull up the rest of the math here loosely on the fly. They've outscored their opponents 221 to 11 this year, halfway through the season. So your inclination would be to say, man, they must have played some real patsies, right? Nah, they faced John Air at East Ascension Honville. They faced some real competition. 221 to 11. And now you got Central Lafouche. They're going to blast them again this coming Friday. That'll be about another 50 to nothing. Destrehan is absurdly good. Absurdly good. They come down to Homa and just wallop HL Bourgeois and get another big win. Lutcher 56, South Lafouche 0. What can you say from the Tarpons' perspective, man? Yeah, you would have loved to compete with those guys. Yeah, you would have loved to play close with those guys. You're not even close to competing with a Lutcher. No one in our district is going to even be close to competing with a Lutcher. They're a different level of good. They're a different level of athletic. Everyone in this local 4A district is going to get the same fate when they face those guys. They've already blown out Vanderbilt. They're going to blow out everyone that they face in the local 4A district. Unless if there's an injury or some unexpected fumbles or fluke plays, Lutcher is the clear lead dog in our local 4A district, and they put a hurting on South Lafouche 56 to nothing. E.D. White gets a 45-21 to 21 win over Thibodeau and kind of the battle for Thibodeau. The Cardinals um, actually got stopped in their running game efforts, right? Thibodeau was putting everybody on the line of scrimmage and saying, hey, you guys ain't running it today. You guys got to figure out some other way to beat us. So E.D. White said, okay, bet. Sternfels throws three touchdown passes and the Cardinals get a 45-21 to 21 win. So it was a great showing from the E.D. White offense to get a big victory over a Thibodeau team that's just looking for answers, man. Thibodeau's 1-4, and four, and you feel for him, right? Because, yeah, they have played a brutal schedule, and, yeah, the schedule does get even harder. But you're not really competitive in these games. Like, like Lutcher beat the brakes off of you. St. James beat the brakes off of you. you know? So, yeah, you're playing great competition, but you're not altogether being competitive in these games. Thibodeau's a little behind the eight ball. And look, defensively, man, the Tigers have given up 62, 49, 57, 45. It just puts too much pressure on your offense when you have to score 50 just to have a chance. St. Charles Catholic, 35, Vanderbilt, 7. This was the last in a brutal stretch of games for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt has faced a who's who to start the season, be it, you know, E.D. White, be it St. Charles Catholic now, be it Lutcher, be it Belchase, they face the who's who. Their schedule's about to lighten up significantly. And we'll see if the Terriers could get back on track. <clears throat> Whenever they get to a softer period, like they're playing Morgan City and South Terrible in the next two weeks. Those should be two fairly comfortable victories for the Terriers. 
and we'll see if they could get back on track now as they're rolling towards a softer spot in their high school schedule. Assumption 56, Morgan City 7, no surprises there. Homa Christian gets a big win, 34-21 to over St. John. The work that Homa Christian has done to improve their program is notable. They are playing some good ball. They are now, um, man, they're, they're doing as well as anybody right now in the in the local area in terms of being competitive. They're 2-3 and three on the season, but you take away the 61-0 loss to Riverside. They lost by a point to CCA. They lost by a touchdown against Highland Baptist. Got stopped at the one-foot line in that game. They could just as easily be 4-1. and one. So great job for Homa Christian. They take on South Plaquemine at home on Friday night. It'll be another opportunity to try to make some progress for the Christian Warriors. Hanson Memorial 33, CCA 0. And then the last local score I got for you, East St. John getting a 33-24 win over Hanville. East St. John is a team that we kind of forget about, right? <clears throat> They're usually a team that starts the year slow, figures some things out, gets their athletes in position, and then by the end of the year, they're tough. They're 5-0 and right now, Bubba. They're 5-0 and with a victory over St. James, with a victory over Thibodeau, now victory over Hanville. They're about to face Bourgeois and Central Lafouche. They'll be heavily favored in both of those games, sitting pretty to maybe be 7-0. and East St. John has it rolling right now in Division One. They're playing as good as some football as they've played there in a long time explosive offense. They give up some points on defense. Now they're 5-0. and They've given up 20 or more points in every single game. But when you're scored in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, it don't matter that you give up just 20. That usually puts you on the right end of the scoreboard. It's play-by-play. Play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, uh, do I want to talk the good or do I want to talk the bad? Hell, let's talk the bad first. We're going to go talk about the New Orleans Saints in the next segment of the show. What a debacle that was. They go out to London and actually played pretty well but just couldn't figure out a way to get a win over the Minnesota Vikings. We'll talk some NFL. Then at noon, we'll talk some LSU. 12-15, Brian Colley, 12-30, W's and L's, 12-45, betting picks, and adios amigo. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. I was one of the many who woke up a little bit early to watch the New Orleans Saints play. Heck, I'm a late riser, so a lot of you folks are saying, early? Ha, 8 o'clock isn't early. For me, it's early, especially on a Sunday. But I watched the New Orleans Saints take on the Minnesota Vikings. They fall 28-25, to <clears throat> drop to 1-3 and three on the season. Let's talk about some of the positives first, and then we'll kind of dig deep into some of the negative things that we can maybe um, – overreact to a little bit because that's what NFL fans do on Monday right they we overreact to stuff this is armchair quarterback Monday morning overreaction time this is what sports fans do on the positive side of things Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston is the New Orleans Saints offense moved the football more consistently throughout Sunday's game than they have at any other point this season Dalton was 20 of 28 which is a good completion percentage he didn't turn over the ball. He had one touchdown, no interceptions. Now, he did get strip-sacked and lose the football in a fumble. Um, so there were a lot of positives there where you get a quarterback who comes in, gets hot, gets a little rhythm for the game, starts playing better. That was good to see. Another thing that was good to see from New Orleans is they were, at the end of the game, pretty much doing what they wanted to do, running the ball. you got Latavius Murray going, 11 carries, 57 yards. Ingram struggled a little bit, 10 for 30, but Taysom Hill had some opportunities. So running the football, you were, by and large, doing whatever you wanted to do. Defensively, at times, you played pretty well. You got to Kirk Cousins, sacked them a couple times, picked them off. Um, so there were some opportunities there for the New Orleans team. Now, let's talk about some of the bad. When you're thinking of a list of things that poorly coached football teams do, the first thing that comes to the top of my head are penalties. New Orleans yesterday had 10 for 102. And I hear you guys right now yelling at the radio, Oh, that, that, that's not penalties. They they cheat in the NFL. Goodell, oh, man, it's a conspiracy. Stop. There was one bad call yesterday. It was a hands-to-the-face call on Tyron Matthew. And did it go a long way in changing the course of the game? You bet it did. It was a terrible call. And I understand your anger. But more than one thing could be true. It could be true that the NFL missed that call on the Honey Badger 
But it could also be true that the Saints are just a penalty-prone, sloppy, lazy football team that commits a lot of penalties, too. The pass interference called the end. Oh, no, he, he had him by the face mask. He had him by the face mask because he was getting mall dragged off of his spot. That was an easy call to make. A lot of the pre-snap stuff, defensive holding stuff, the Saints are a penalty-prone football team. When you commit 10 penalties or 8 penalties or 12 penalties or some of the other penalty amounts that New Orleans has committed throughout this season, you know what's going to happen? You're going to lose. The Saints have committed penalties every week so far this season by the droves. You know what's happened so far this season? They've lost. They're 1-3. and three. You commit penalties and you turn over the ball. You know what happens? You lose. So the penalties are the first thing. That's what bad football teams and poorly coached football teams do. Turnovers are another. The Saints committed two more yesterday. Hardy loses one. Dalton loses one. If you lose the turnover battle every week and you have to go 100 extra yards every week because you're committing 100 yards worth of penalties every week, guess what? And I said this a minute ago. You're going to lose. And the Saints have become very proficient at turning the ball over. They've become very proficient at committing tons and tons of penalties. And guess what? They've become very proficient at losing every Sunday. They're now 1-3. They could just as easily be 0-4. Another thing that poorly coached teams do. They ain't any good on special teams. You know what the Saints do a whole lot of? They make special teams mistakes. You you gave up a fake punt for a first down at a key point in the game. Gave up a couple of returns. You're not getting a whole lot out of your own return game. Everybody's angry right now at the officials. And I get that. There were, you know, that call that on Tyron Matthew was very, very bad. But New Orleans has some serious questions to answer right now on the sideline. I kind of hinted at this last week, and now it's becoming more profound than ever. This next month is going to be a big month for Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen has a lot of things on his plate that if he doesn't get them right, he may not see a second season in New Orleans. Because dude is like 10-31 and or something like that as an NFL head coach. I'm going to tell you the exact stats so that you guys don't yell at me and scream at me and try to correct me. Dennis Allen's head coaching career, uh, record for his career is not good. In fact, it's embarrassingly bad. He's 9-31. and 31. He's won 22% of his games. And now in the next month, he has to figure out, A, how do I get this team up off of its ass and get them to play better than the 1-3 and three record that they have right now? Two, what do I do about the quarterback situation? Do I play Jameis Winston? Publicly, he's already said, hey, Winston's not being benched. This is not a performance thing. This is an injury thing. So does he go back to Winston when he's healthy? That's going to be a wildly unpopular decision. Or does he go against his word that he said publicly to the team? Either way, that's not a good situation either. And then three, how does he get this team to stop shooting itself in the foot? Because sometimes in the NFL... Winning is a trait. It is something that you know and learn how to do. The Saints right now are on the opposite end of it. 
they look like they're a team that's really proficient at knowing how to give games away. Against Tampa, late in the game, it became a turnover fest. Who wants an interception like Oprah? You get an interception. You get an interception. You get an interception. Against Carolina, you lose a fumble for a score. You miss kicks. You get kicks blocked. And then yesterday, you finally get a little momentum. Then your defense collapses. Then you have mistakes and turnovers. The Saints are inventing ways to lose games. And for Dennis Allen, he's got a month to get this right. Because if you drop to one and five or two and six or whoo, those boo birds in New Orleans are going to really be coming. Because the one piece of this that fans look forward to in a bad season, right? There are a small percentage of the fans that wouldn't necessarily care if this were a five and twelve season because they would say, hey, no big deal. We'll just get a good draft pick. We'll draft us a franchise quarterback or a franchise receiver or you know, a cornerback, whatever. We get us some a pro bowler for the next 10 years. You don't have your first-round pick. So the Saints are at a very vicarious position right now. And this is a very icy, very slippery slope. And we're going to see in the next month, will Dennis Allen continue to climb or will he slip and fall off of that cliff? Because just this early, one year into his Saints tenure, he's got to figure some things out. Because when you enter this job, 8-28 and 28 for your career as a head coach, you don't get the luxury of the benefit of the doubt, right? Had the Saints hired a guy who was 160, we would have said, all right, let's give it some time. Hey, no big deal. This guy's a proven winner. But when you hire somebody who's 8-28, and 28, that joker ain't a proven winner. That joker better show us right away that what happened in Oakland ain't going to happen here. But with what we're seeing on the field right now from New Orleans, there's not a whole lot left to you know have us feel optimistic and proud of. Because every little thing, as I mentioned earlier in this segment, every little thing, if you made a checklist or a bingo card of things that poorly coached and bad football teams do, New Orleans would do all of them. Every single last one. Blaming the NFL and blaming the league and saying that the league cheated is just throwing a mask over the real problem, which is that right now, you're just not a very good team. You're not a very good team. You're a team that needs a whole lot of fixes and is running out of time to get those fixes. You're facing Seattle in the Dome on Sunday. The Seahawks are not very good, but they are 2-2 two and two and they did get a win yesterday. Their offense is actually playing much better than anyone could have ever imagined with Geno Smith at quarterback, who's actually had a wonderful year. You absolutely, positively, in no way, shape, nor form can lose that game to Seattle. If you lose at home to the Seahawks and you drop to 1-4 and four, with the schedule that you have coming up, which will then roll into Bengals, Cardinals, Raiders, Ravens, Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Bucks, you may be handing a top three pick to another franchise, and that would be one of the more embarrassing storylines of this NFL season. Sunday is a must-win game for New Orleans. Must-win in terms of morale, in terms of reversing the momentum, in terms of everything. If you lose to Seattle at home on Sunday, the following Sunday when you're facing the Bengals at home in the Dome, it is going to be a home game for Joe Burrow. Those fans will turn on that team in the blink of an eye. 
and it will be a home game for Cincinnati in the Dome where 60 to 70% of the people in that building will be rooting for Joe Burrow because of his LSU ties and because of what he's done for the state of Louisiana. The Saints cannot lose that game Sunday to Seattle. It is the biggest game of the season. It will be a nightmare in a hurry if you lose that one at home to an inferior opponent. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll move from the Saints to LSU. The Tigers get a win on the road against Auburn. It wasn't always pretty, but SEC road wins rarely are. When we get back, we'll tell you some things we liked and some things we didn't like. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Benz RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BenzRV.com. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. 
and the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agent's back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Wrestling has more than one royal family. The football weekend wasn't all bad in Louisiana. LSU gets a 21 to 17 win over Auburn. Um, man, I I got to tell you, as I'm sitting in my bed last night before sleep, and I'm kind of making a map mentally of where I want to go with this show in my head, it was very profound. Is that you've got the Saints and LSU, two of the big, well, not two of the big, not. Let me rephrase that. They're not two of the big dogs in Louisiana football. They are the two big dogs in Louisiana football. They both had a vacancy this past offseason for various reasons. LSU had a vacancy because they wanted a vacancy. They got rid of Coach Ogeron. The Saints had a vacancy because Sean Payton walked away. But it was two teams that were virtually in the same spot, though, right? Two teams that had missed postseason well, LSU made a bowl, but we don't really count that when you're six and six and you make you know it's kind of the nobody bowl and you're playing without a quarterback. Two teams virtually that, you know, it's fair to say we're not where they want to be. The Saints, and I detailed this in the last segment. You could go back and listen to the in the archives. I'm not going to give a rant on Dennis Allen again. But the Saints, I think, took the easy route. They hired somebody from within. Somebody who knew the locker room somebody who knew the players, somebody who fit the quote-unquote culture. It's easy to hire from within. And sometimes it works. I think a lot of times it doesn't. Because when you have problems, I think sometimes you need to do more of what LSU did. The hardest thing in life, and this is bigger than football, this is bigger than LSU and the Saints, The hardest thing in life is to need to make a fundamental, structural, foundational change, but admitting to yourself that you need to make a fundamental, structural, and foundational change. Like, understanding, hey, I got to lose some more weight. Okay, that's cool. But then admitting to yourself that that means you're going to have to stop watching Netflix all day and get off your ass and go run to make it happen and stop eating Doritos all day all day and eat salad to do it, that takes a foundational change to make happen. We all know what the problems are in our lives, right? We all know what the problems are. But most of us are not willing to confront them head on and do the hard things that we have to do 
to make the change. Progress is found in uncomfortable situations in our life. In LSU's coaching change, they took the hard route, which was hiring somebody that was completely different than anybody that they had ever hired before. Brian Kelly took over the LSU job, and he said out front from the beginning, and this made a lot of fans nervous. This made me nervous. He basically said, hey, everything y'all been doing the last few years, yeah, it sucks. We're changing all of it. Locker room-wise, I don't like the chemistry very much. I don't like foundationally what we're doing. I don't like the weight program. Tommy Moffat, hey, I know you're popular. Yeah, we don't need you anymore. Um, Corey Raymond, oh, yeah, that DBU thing you created, oh, that's cool. But, yeah, we don't need you anymore. That made a lot of people really uncomfortable. But now that we've seen it for a month, the LSU program is about to take off. This season, they are going to struggle at times. They don't have the Jimmies and the Joes to win the SEC this season. But foundationally, fundamentally, structurally, they have changed everything about what they were doing. They've repainted the walls. They've got a new roof. They've got new carpet. They've got new furniture. And everything in that program has turned around. LSU was playing as poorly as they could play on Saturday against Auburn. The offense couldn't block. The defense was having busted coverages. The special teams was having issues. They were playing as poorly as they could play. And they got behind 17 to nothing as a result. God bless him. We love him here. He's from here. He's from right just down the road from here. Last year, if an LSU team falls behind 17-0, adios amigo, we're losing 35-7. to We're going home. We're getting ready for next week. This year, because there's a new foundation, there's a new structure, the Tigers just believed in what they were doing, kept chipping away, and understood that, hey, even through adversity, Even through tough times, if we do what we're coached to do, we're going to come out on top. LSU just kept playing, and poof, get a defensive turnover, turn it into a scoop and score. Poof, right before half, Auburn commits a dumb, boneheaded penalty. You break a long pass at 17-14. You played the worst half you've played all season, and you're only down three. The second half, you get one, you get the lead, 21-17. The quarterback goes down. Even more adversity. Hey, no problem. Our defense got our back. We're going to intercept Coy Moore. What a laughing stock he is. Then we're going to strip the ball out of his hand and get an interception late in the game. When it's first and 10 late in the game with two minutes left, they know we're running it three times in a row. No big thing. We're going to run it up the middle, get the 10 yards that we need, and get out of here. Great teams and great programs find ways to get solid results on not solid days. LSU did not play well on Saturday against Auburn. Went on the road in the SEC West and found a way to win. That's not easy to do. And it's not lost on Brian Kelly, but here's what he had to say after the game when addressing the team in the locker room. It's too hard to win anywhere in the SEC. And when you go on the road and you win, especially in the West you did that this win tonight is a culmination of doing the little things right all the time this is a program win you do not play the way we played today and go on the road and win these games it's
excuses that you've been making. That's why you won this game. So let's make that clear. Mentally and physically, you were better. You won this game because of the sacrifices that you've been making. That LSU team is putting in the time. They're putting in the hard work. They have remodeled the house. Are there still some tweaks to come with that house? Absolutely. That house doesn't look as nice as it's going to look. But it sure looks a whole hell of a lot better than it did 12 months ago. If you would have told me LSU would be 4-1 and and 2-0 and in the SEC after the first half of the Florida State game, I would have laughed so hard my ribs would have been breaking out of my chest. But that's where they are. Now back in the top 25. If they could somehow find a way to get one over Tennessee, they'll even be in the top 15. Brian Kelly knows what he's doing. The Saints made the comfortable hire. They hired the guy that they already knew. The guy who, instead of making wholesale changes and fixing the blaring errors that needed to be fixed, they were comfortable. They said, no, nah, we'll just tweak some things. We got some, like, everything's okay. We'll, we'll just make some tweaks. LSU made the hard decision of, it's time to tear this joker down to the slab. That's a hard process. That's a hard transition because mentally we know of all the work that comes into that. Changing your behaviors and your patterns. Patterns that have won you championships. Changing those behaviors and patterns. Getting rid of Tommy Moffat, Not retaining Corey Raymond. Those things are not comfortable to do. But sometimes in life, it's necessary to move beyond things that we've grown comfortable with. That's why LSU's 4-1. That's why LSU's getting better. Now, digging into the details of the game, Jaden Daniels looks stuck in between two types of players. He looks like he's halfway a pocket passer and halfway an RPO run pass guy. Auburn did an excellent job boxing him into the pocket, and he didn't know what to do. That's got to get better. 8 of 20 passing, 80 yards, ain't going to cut it. Now, to be fair to Jaden Daniels, of that 8 of 20, well, there were probably 5 or 6 drops in there. So that could have just as easily been 13 or 14 of 20, in which case the whole stat line and the whole thing looks different. Another negative. Communication-wise, like you just got to fix some of those mistakes. You got a quarterback scrambling out there, and you got cornerbacks just leaving their wide receivers to go chase the football, leaving their wide receivers 20 yards open, giving up big plays. That's a middle school thing. That can't happen. If LSU would have stayed sticky to their wide receivers and were not been so um, heavy on coming up to the football to try to tackle Ashford in the running game, Auburn would have scored nothing on Saturday. Everything that they got was based on busted assignments and busted coverages from LSU. So if you stay sound and stay disciplined, it's a 21-3 game. And we're all approaching this way differently than what they are now. And then you got to figure out what's happening with your receivers. You got to figure out what's happening with your receivers. You got a dude wearing the most prestigious jersey or one of the most prestigious jerseys in your unit in your program who's doing nothing. Who's loafing, pouting, jogging his routes, dropping passes. You got to figure that out. Why is he still playing? Why is he still playing? You got John Emery, who's explosive as hell and who made an impact Saturday, a positive impact, helped you win the game, but almost caused you to lose the game because he can't go a game without fumbling the damn ball. Little fundamental things like that got to get cleaned up, but by and large, it was an LSU team that had every excuse to fold up and have an embarrassing loss, but instead they said, nope, that ain't us anymore. Drew the line in the sand relied on the fact and the knowledge of, hey, we're doing the right things. 
Our foundation's core and principles are doing the right things, and if we do the right things long enough, that dam's going to break. And in the second half, that dam broke. LSU scored 21 unanswered and got a road SEC win. For all of you rolling your eyes and saying, man, Casey, you're just being a homer. That was a terrible win. LSU's going to lose the rest of their games. Now, blah, blah, blah. And everything that I've heard and seen on Facebook, just go back and see. Winning on the road in the SEC is not easy. Just ask Georgia. They almost lost to Missouri this weekend. Just ask Kentucky. Kentucky outplayed Ole Miss all game on Saturday and lost. I would rather any day of the week a ugly win over a pretty loss. LSU got an ugly win, and they are making it happen. Ask Texas A&M how hard it is to win on the road in the SEC. Mississippi State beat their brains in on Saturday. Texas A&M is now a two-loss team, and they're about ready to be a three-loss team as Alabama's going to blast them this coming Saturday. Just keep winning. Just keep making it happen. That LSU program is about 12 months away from being one of the elites in the entire sport. Let's catch a break when we get back. We are going to Brian Colley, South Lafouche High School Athletic Director. We'll talk with him about the Tarpons. I'm sure he's going to want to chime in on the Saints and other things as well. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America. And just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by HealthGrades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, 
proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by HealthGrades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. It's Monday, so that means we're going to South Lafouche High School for this next segment of play-by-play here on KLEB. We've got South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon, Casey. Doing well. Hope you're doing well. Yep, we are doing well, buddy. Um, It is a fun time of the athletic calendar. The Tarpons football team wrapped up the first half of their season with a tough one against Lutcher. Now they've got to try to bounce back, taking on Assumption. I mentioned this at the top of the show, man. Look, the Tarpons knew going in against Lutcher, they would have to play as well as they could possibly play and hope to get a little luck in between with some turnovers or something like that. And it just didn't materialize. The Bulldogs are special. The Tarpons are a little young in some spots, a little beat up at other spots, and it was a tough night for Big Blue on Friday. Yeah, look, uh, they turned some head, uh, heads early in the game. You know, we got the opening kickoff. And we're marching down the field, and the drive stalled, but uh, we're moving the ball on them. And uh, they get the ball, we come out, we get a turnover, get it back to our offense. But then uh, things just didn't go well for us after that. But uh, you could, we started the game off the way they wanted to. And uh, everyone knew going in that Lutcher was going to be, you know, uh, a very powerful team and we'd have to play our best. And uh, we just didn't play well enough to win. And any time, you know, you give up three pick sixes, uh, three drives at least in the first half started – on our side of the 50 uh, against any team, much less uh, a Lutcher team, is going to be tough to beat them. One of the things that B.J. Young is most concerned about right now is the inability to get a running game going, you know, and it, it's hurting the offense. So you got to try it, right? You know, you can't do like Tampa did last night, just throw the ball every single play because you see how that worked for them. <laughs> you got to try to get it going, but when you're doing it and you're losing yards, then it becomes second and 11 or third and 12, so that hurts your passing game. I got a feeling that's going to be a big point of emphasis in practice is figuring out how to get three, four, five yards running the ball because right now it's really hurting without it. Yeah, you know, they, I think they may make a few changes up on that line and uh, just try and get different people in there and, and see if they can move that line of scrimmage, which is uh, I mean, it's kind of tough for uh, the Tarpons all year. It's been that way, but... Uh, they got to get down to an attitude, about an attitude. You know, uh, we got to win the line of scrimmage to have a chance to win the game. And, and when we do that, it opens up our passing game even more. First half of the season, as we said, is in the books. When you were coaching, and, you know, I know back in the day when districts actually meant a little more, it was always kind of broken into two seasons, right? You'd have the non district season and then the district season. And the end of one would kind of be the start of the other. Uh, Football-wise, do you think BJ's telling the kids, all right, man, we're halfway through. Let's make the second half better than the first half. Like, you feel like they're almost kind of starting fresh here? Yeah, 100%. I believe that's his, uh, their attitude going in right now. Look, these first five games, it's not where anyone associated with this football team wants to be, uh, but it is what it is. We're one and four, and let's just clean the slate and start over the second half of the season and, and see what happens. And we'll take one game at a time, and that's going to start – Friday out of something, and hopefully they can do it. But, yeah, I, I think so. I think he's going to, you know, he gave the kids the weekend off, just, you know, take the weekend off, come back Monday, uh, with a, you know, just all fresh and ready to go and kind of with a, a new attitude that, you know, you need to 
everyone needs to be on the same page and pulling in the same direction to turn this thing around. In terms of, uh, you know, assumption, I know you had a busy weekend. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to do a little film study on them. What are some things you're seeing if you have had a chance to get a peek at the Mustangs? Yeah, I, I did a little bit. And uh, there, uh, first of all, you know, uh, Coach Will is, is doing a good job over there, getting those guys turned in the right direction. And he, he's in his defense, he'll come with pressure. He loves putting pressure on you. They're going to be aggressive on the line of scrimmage, and they'll try and get uh, – they want to win the line of scrimmage battle. They want to move our offense back into our offensive backfield. So they'll, they'll come at you. And I think, on the other hand, if we can just get by that defensive line, we might better break some, some long runs on them. But uh, they have some athletes on the field, not as many as we saw against Lutcher, but they do have a couple of athletes on that field. Uh, they have a running back who can really go uh, out in space. And offensive-wise, they run a spread offense. But they want to get the ball to their athletes in space and try and get one-on-one situations and take advantage of that. So uh, it's a game, you know, that we can go ahead and compete. And if we play well, I, I like our chances on Friday night. So let's talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints. They fall in London yesterday in a heartbreaker. You have the kick hit the uprights twice, and the Saints fall in a close competitive game. Um, man, we talked about this last week before it was even announced that Dalton was going to play. But just seeing him out there, and I know, I know that when the decision was made, Dennis Allen came out openly and said, this is not a performance thing, this is an injury thing. But they can't possibly go back to Jameis Winston, can they? Dalton was much better in every way. He was 20 of 28, touchdown, no interceptions. He was getting the ball out to the receivers. And look, that was without Michael Thomas and Kamara even in the lineup. There's no way they could go back to Jameis, right? Yeah, I, I would hope there's no way. Uh, I mean, Dalton's their best option, I think, right now. And you know, I, I think with 15 seconds left to go in that game, uh, I, I believe we, we missed Drew, Drew Brees so much in that situation because with 15 seconds left, I, that's two plays. Yeah. And what, what Dalton did, he stood up, and, and he's a better. He, I think he should have known better in that situation. Uh, you stand there, step up in the, in the pocket, throw it away, or, or get the ball quick to the sideline, or if you throw it away on that, first, that, that down, you get another down at least to get it a little bit closer. And look, five yards closer, I mean, I think we play overtime, but uh didn't work out that way. But hopefully uh, that Andy Dalton is going to continue being the quarterback. And uh, I think he's just showing that he, he's the better quarterback. And it is what it is. And uh, I'm sure many Saints fans are hoping the same thing, that, that Dalton stays in the lineup. You got Seattle at home, and I mentioned earlier in the show, I don't think that's a game they could afford to lose, man, for a couple of reasons. A, you got to start winning because you don't want to hand the Eagles you know, a quality pick. And B, your division's not any good, so if you win a few, you've got a chance to get back in it. And then C, if you lose to Seattle Sunday, you're facing the Bengals at home the next Sunday, it will be an LSU festival in the Dome where you're going to be playing a road game at home. That would be embarrassing as hell. They've got to beat Seattle Sunday. That's a huge game. You cannot afford to leak any more oil. Yeah, and I think regardless of what they do this uh, coming weekend, it's going to be an LSU fest in that dome the following <laughs> Sunday. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You, you, you can't go one and four to start the season off uh, in the NFL, especially with the schedule they have. And, uh, you know, a lot of things concerns me this week. The Saints play, uh, they don't play very well at home the past few years. So, uh, they, they got their hands full once again. And, 
But, you know, you look at they played a little better this past Sunday. Uh, just uh, turnovers you can't have and, and uh, these penalties. I mean, you just uh, that's got to stop. You know, it's easy for me because I've never really coached at a high level. I've coached like Biddy. That doesn't count. It's easy for me to say, oh, Dennis Allen's 9-31. and 31. Like, this dude just doesn't have it. You're a coach. You understand the intricacies of how really good coaches sometimes just don't get winning results. But on the flip side to that, and I mentioned this earlier, a lot of the things that poorly coached teams do, New Orleans does right now. They're not very good on special teams. You allow a fake punt to be converted, and you've had some issues. You've got a ton of penalties, a ton of turnovers. Those are things that usually the poorly coached teams do. Are you wavering a little bit? It's only been four games, but he's 9-31 and for his career now. Are you wavering a little bit on Dennis Allen? I may be in the minority, but I'm not. I'm not wavering. I still believe uh, he can get this, the, the job done. Uh, look, you compare it to, uh, let's say, LSU. You think, is LSU a poorly coached team? I don't think right now many people would say no, but LSU had 10 penalties for 94 yards. Uh, and look at their special teams. They're, they're kind of shaky right now, their special teams. So I, I really think that uh, Dennis Allen can turn it around. Um, and it's going to start this week now. If you go one and four, then uh, it's going to be tougher. But uh, I just think they're catching some bad breaks right now. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, this game here, I think they win it. But uh, and that's part of the game. And, and the penalties, yeah, one or two penalties are kind of questionable. But uh, it, it is what it is. You, put, you, you can't put yourselves in those situations to allow those things to happen. Uh, you come out in the first half and play better ball in the first half, you don't have to worry about much of that in the second half. Yeah, LSU gets a win on Saturday. They didn't play well at all, and they, they struggled through it, got by. Um, on one hand, it's going to be a concern to some because, man, you didn't play well. On the other hand, you look at what happened, George almost losing to Missouri, and you just kind of realize, hey, it's not easy to win on the road in the SEC. The Tigers gutted one out. They keep the train rolling, got a big matchup coming with Tennessee. But what were some of your thoughts as he was watching LSU get a win over in the Plains? Uh, yeah, look, first of all, they gutted it out uh, on the road, but uh, they beat a bad team. Yep. Uh, I think they beat a desperate team. You know, this guy is uh, four down. He goes forward a couple of times. And, I mean, you know, I don't know what he's thinking of giving LSU the ball around midfield. <laughs> you punt that ball away and uh, <laughs> make LSU go down, and it came back and it hurt him. So I, I, I think it was a desperate team, uh, and Auburn's not a very good team. But end of the day, LSU found a way to uh, to win the ball. They got a couple of big runs, and when they needed it, and they won the game. It was funny to me because you're right. I don't know what Harson was doing. There were a few times where he's going forward on fourth down, and then in the red zone, he tries this double pass where the receiver's in the grass when he just throws an interception. And I'm like. Dude, what the hell are you doing? Because you're right, man. Very like we complain about coaches, but very rarely do they directly impact the result of the game. That dude gave the game away on Saturday for his team. Yeah, I, I you know, I don't, I just think he was pressing too much to try and win the game. When it came out in the first half and kind of relaxed, you know, they jump out to a seventeen nothing lead. But then when uh, LSU scored, I think he, I don't know if he felt some pressure or what to. Uh, and it just uh, it backfired on them. And uh, I know it's uh, early on Monday, but I'm, I, I was waiting on Monday morning to get a, 
something uh, across the the lines where uh, he would have been dismissed. Well, they got Georgia Saturday, so I think they might be waiting for the fifty to nothing that's about to come their way to make that decision, right? Yeah, it could be, but uh, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it'd be a shame. Uh, I mean, I still think the guy's a good coach, but he's uh. It's an uphill battle where he's at right now. Lady Tarpon Volleyball goes 3-1 and one over the weekend at the Terrebonne Tournament. They now have had a 20-win season with still several matches left. They're on the road a couple of times this week, taking on Ellender tomorrow and HL Bourgeois on Thursday. But two winnable matches. They beat Bourgeois earlier in the season, uh, then tripped up against them a couple weeks ago. And then they've beaten Ellender a couple of times this season. Man, 20-plus wins, and you still got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, more than 10 matches? That's awesome work for the Lady Tarpons. Yeah, look, uh, only concern, you know, I'm getting right now is uh, if these girls, uh, they're going to play like a 42-game schedule. Uh, I think the state maybe allows me 45 in volleyball. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned to see if our, if our uh, girls will get burnt out a little bit. Uh, it's a long season, and playing that many games, there's not much practice time where you can get, but They've been playing well. They slipped up against Bourgeois, and look, um, we can probably get a home match, and hopefully, uh, you know, I'm not sure what uh, Coach Jamie, what she wants to do, but, you know, uh, small gym's going to be ready for them to go, so we might be able to get a, a home match in that small gym. Wouldn't that be something? Well, look, brother, we thank you so much for the time. We'll see you on Friday, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. That is Coach Brian Colley with South Lafouche High School doing a great job, as always. Let's catch a break when we get back. I got W's and L's. We'll have a great time talking about that. It's play-by-play on KLEB. 30 more minutes to go. The music on the bayou. The all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. 
Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. To give out W's and L's, we thank Brian Colley. Uh, good buddy, great coach, great dude. We thank him so much for the time in the last segment of the show. Um, now it's time to hand out some W's and some L's. The first W has got to go to the LSU football team, right? They get a win on the road in the SEC. Uh, nothing more needs to be said. Um, just look around the SEC this past week. With the exception of like Alabama, which they always seem to be the exception of the to every rule, which... SEC team like played well on the road this weekend. Pretty much none of them, right? I mean, okay, I'm looking up down the top 25 list. Kentucky gave it away against Ole Miss. Um, you're looking around Alabama, even though they win 49 to 26, they struggled at times with Arkansas. A&M gets blasted. Georgia barely gets by Missouri. This is just a league and a conference where you don't win by a lot on the road most times. So you go on the road, you don't play well, and you find a way to get a win. Coach Colley said it, and he's not wrong. You know, Auburn's not good. Auburn's not good. You know, it's not time to have a parade. Um, but it is a sign of growth and it's a sign of maturity. And L goes to Coy Moore, the former LSU receiver, who was very open. Look, I'm all about transferring. If you don't feel like you fit in, leave. But he went on podcasts throughout the week and said he was the best receiver on LSU's team last year and wasn't getting any opportunities and blah, 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 blah. He had four catches for 55 yards on Saturday, and that's okay. With the game on the line, he folded up like a tent. They ran a sweet play to him where he's the quarterback trying to throw a ball into the end zone, didn't have the headiness or presence of mind to throw the ball away. Instead, he got in the grasp and then just threw the ball straight to Harold Perkins. Thank you very much, Coy. Then late in the game, they throw a ball to him over the middle, and he just gets manhandled by the LSU defender. Pulls the ball away. Greg Brooks Jr. gets an interception, takes it 30 yards up the field. the game-clinching interception play. Coy Moore, congratulations. For the first time in your career, you actually had a role in LSU winning a football game. Next. I give a weekend W to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are good, y'all. The Chiefs gave away a game last week. They went on the road and they blasted Tampa. 41-31 to wasn't even that close. They had an arm's length lead throughout the game. More important than the win is that Kansas City did something yesterday that no one has been able to do all year. Other teams have just kind of neglected the run against Tampa. They said, to hell with that. We're running it right at you. Edward Zelaire, 19 carries, 92 yards. Isaiah Panchico, 11 carries, 63 yards. They had 189 yards rushing as a team, 5.1 yards per carry. It was very impressive showing from the Chiefs' offensive line. Remember in the Super Bowl a few years ago, what was the problem? Wasn't that, you know, Kansas City wasn't good enough on the edges. It was because Kansas City couldn't block Tampa. That's why they lost that Super Bowl. 
So to go heads up with the same opponent and gut them all game long, running over and over and over, inside run, outside run, and have success, that was a big, big mark of growth for a Chiefs team that's now 3-1. and one. Weekend L goes to the New York Mets. <laughs> the New York Mets entered Atlanta this past weekend with a one-game lead. All they needed to do was win one game in the three-game series with the Braves, and they would have had control over the division. They would have won the tiebreaker. They would have been in complete control. Instead, they got blasted. 5-2 to two on Friday, 4-2 to two on Saturday, 5-3 to three last night. The Braves beat DeGrom. They beat Scherzer. They beat everything that the Mets had to throw at them. The Atlanta Braves are now in control of the National League East. I predicted this wrong on Friday. I said that the Mets were going to grab control. I was wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. The Braves are going to win the National League East. Have fun in the wild card round, little bitty Mets. The Mets drop out of first place, and the Braves are now in control of the division. They've got to win one game in Miami or have the Mets lose one game to the Nationals. Whew, huge swing. Huge swing. Makes me feel so much better about the MLB playoffs that are coming up. Cooper Rush gets a W for my Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? The Cowboys get another win yesterday over the Commanders. 25 to 10. Cooper Rush is Dallas's best quarterback. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it at this point. He's played now three games this season. <clears throat> He's got a QBR of 74, which is fourth in the entire NFL. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Yesterday, facing a very good Washington defensive front, Rush played really well. He had great plays down the field was hitting some of those guys in stride, throwing touchdowns for a Cowboys team that's now 3-1. and one. After opening night when you lose to Tampa and Dax out, and there were people already saying it's a lost season. Oh, it's far from a lost season in Dallas. They're now 3-1. and one. They're right back in position. Weekend L goes to my old buddy Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson proved yet again yesterday why I would be reluctant to pay him the money that he's demanding on the open market. Because every time he faces an elite team, without fail, they can't make plays down the field throwing the football because he can't do it. He can't do it. The great teams will always force him to stay in the pocket. The great teams will not allow him to run wild, though he did have a decent day running yesterday, 73 yards on the ground. The great teams will pin him back there and say, all right, dude, beat us with your arm. He can't. 20 of 29 yesterday, a buck 44, one touchdown, two interceptions. Lamar Jackson is not a guy that I am willing to give 30, 40, 50 million dollars to per season. Not a guy I'm willing to give three, four hundred million dollars of guaranteed money to. And it's nothing against him. It's against the style with which he plays. A, he's a flight risk. You take that much punishment, you're always going to be at risk to get hurt. B, he's not good enough in the pocket to make it happen. Though he's had a better passing season this year, again, when he goes up against the biggest of the big, this happens every time. And then C, when he starts to lose some of that athleticism, what's going to be left? We're seeing it right now in Denver. Denver gave a big old fat contract to Russell Wilson. And yes, on the surface, it looked like he deserved it, right? Just like on the surface, it looks like Lamar Jackson deserves a huge deal because 
statistically, he's performing at an exceptional level. But when that athleticism goes away and the runner has to stop running and has to become strictly a passer, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Russell Wilson right now is off to a really slow start to the year. He's 21st in QBR. Why? He ain't running anymore. Same thing happened to Cam Newton at the end of Carolina. Couldn't do anything. Why? He ain't running anymore. I'm nervous about the injuries. Not a big guy like Cam is. And I'm nervous about when he just becomes a little bit less athletic, what's going to be left. Great player comes up small in the biggest moments. Caleb Williams of USC gets a weekend W. I'm not a big West Coast guy, right? I don't like the Pac-12. I think most of the Pac-12 is overrated. I think USC this season is overrated. They're undefeated. They haven't played anybody with a pulse yet. But Caleb Williams is ridiculous. 27 of 37, 348, three touchdowns, one interception, eight carries, 44 yards, and a score. LSU was very close to getting this guy in the transfer portal. Well, first off, they were very close to getting him out of high school. Then he went to Oklahoma. They were very close to getting him in the transfer portal. If Caleb Williams would have went from Oklahoma to LSU, LSU would be undefeated and would be one of the best teams in the country. And that's not a knock on Jaden Daniels, who I think is fine. But there's a difference between a fine quarterback and a Heisman-caliber quarterback. Caleb Williams would change everything for that LSU offense, but instead he's at USC Throwing darts, slinging dimes. He's got 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns, one interception on the year for USC offense that's rolling under Lincoln Riley. Weekend L goes to Nichols football. By golly, Nichols had it on Saturday in the battle for the real NSU, a crown that they don't even really want, which is maybe why they gave the game away. They were up 12 points with 90 seconds left, or maybe like 93 seconds left. Northwestern scores a touchdown. Okay, no big deal. Hey, we're we're down. I mean, we're up just we're up five. We're still in a good spot. You give up an onside's kick, and then it's oh, I mean, hey, they only got a minute, right? Like we just don't let them score a touchdown. They go down the field and score another touchdown. And you lose. Three point loss to Northwestern State, who, spoiler alert, isn't any good. Nichols is now 0 5 coming now off of a loss against one of the lesser teams in their conference. Because all year long, there was a built-in excuse, right? And it wasn't really an excuse per se. It was more of a fact. You lose the first two games, but it's to two Sun Belt teams. Okay, those teams are supposed to beat you. Then you lose to the Missouri school. Hey, they're a top 25 team. Hey, that's cool. You lose to Jacksonville State. Oh, they're a top 10 school. Like, you know, the competition's going to get less, right? That was always what we were hearing. You start losing to Northwestern, guess what? You just ain't good. Nichols is 0-5, and hopefully they could get it turned around, but right now it's not pretty for a Colonels team that's struggling for answers and which gave away a game on Saturday. I know that had to be painful to the kids in the locker room because I was watching it on ESPN+, and it was painful to me, and I'm not even invested in either school you're up 12 with 93 seconds left, and you can't close the deal. Hurting for Coach Rebo and his crew. Hopefully they could get one against Houston Christian on Saturday. Weekend W goes to Justin Jefferson. I noticed something on Twitter. Marshawn Lattimore and all of his cronies often like to post the stats of the receiver that he lines up against on any given game. I noticed that there were not very many of those stats shared on Twitter yesterday. Why? 
because Justin Jefferson cooked Marshawn Lattimore and the Saints secondary. 10 catches, 147 yards, and then one carry for three yards and a touchdown on a jet sweep. First and foremost on that jet sweep. How in the hell did the Saints defense not shift out there? Like, okay, the ball's at like the three-yard line or the four. That was at the three-yard line because it was a three-yard score. And you see their best player in motion. Why is the entire defense not shifting out to follow him where he's going? No one moved. They were able to just hand it off to him and he walked into the end zone. How does that happen? Okay, I give you the turnover stuff maybe being a fluke. I give you the special team stuff maybe being growing pains. Dennis Allen, you're a defensive coach. How do you just let their best player walk into the end zone? How does that happen? But either way, Jefferson, after a couple of slow games, has a huge game, and we're happy for him, though the Vikings get a win and maybe not as excited nor happy about that. Kenny Pickett gets an L over the weekend. He's the Steelers' rookie quarterback. He finally gets an opportunity to play after they bench Mitchell Trubisky. And he showed why he wasn't starting over Mitchell Trubisky. In one half of football, he threw three interceptions. The Steelers lose 24-20 to to the Jets. Pickett was 10 of 13 with three interceptions. So, I mean, I guess in theory, he didn't throw an incompletion, right? It was either caught by the offense or the defense every time. The Steelers are in dire straits. Dire straits. They're one and three. They don't have an answer at quarterback. They don't have weapons on offense. And they're reaching that awkward point in the season where their defense is saying, you know what, to hell with this. We're not playing hard anymore. So even teams are scoring on them a little bit now. The Jets get 24 on them. The Steelers are in dire straits. They're in a terrible situation. Weekend W goes to our old friends at Tulane. Tulane gets a huge win on Friday night. Uh, A game that goes back and forth. The fact that Tulane beat Houston at all is a little bit of a surprise. That's been a team that's given them problems, but breaking down the game within the game makes it even more impressive. The Green Wave were without Pratt, who's their starting quarterback. He was a game-time decision and was not able to go. Then Justin Ibieta, the backup, plays, and he gets knocked out of the game. So third stringer Kai Horton goes on the road, throws for three touchdowns for a Green Wave team that gives away the lead. Houston forces overtime, but then they take it back. So a great job for Tulane. They score at the very end of regulation to force overtime, give up a field goal in overtime, then score a touchdown to win the game. The Green Wave are 4-1, 1-0 in American Athletic Conference play. Big, big win for the Wave, man. I know they were disappointed and let down that they lost to Southern Miss. I think they're better than Southern Miss. I think that was just a hiccup. Now you're taking on East Carolina, a chance to get back on track. Good win for Tulane. Happy for them. Happy to see them have some success. Last weekend, L goes to Brent Venables over at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's terrible. Oklahoma is terrible. We talked about Lincoln Riley earlier in the show and how he and Caleb Williams are having some success over at USC. Oklahoma's bad. They lose 55 to 24 to TCU. 55 to 24. You're a defensive first head coach. You were the former defensive coordinator at Clemson. And you're giving up 668 yards to TCU on Saturday. Boy, that ain't any good for anybody. And it's a TCU team that Struggled past SMU a week ago. They're not all world good. They're not world beaters. They're not one of the best teams in the country. 
55 to 24. Look, a couple weeks ago, Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. And it looked embarrassing at the time because Tulane beat Kansas State, right? But everybody was kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. They were saying, ah, you know, Kansas State was just fired up as they were upset. Oklahoma overlooked them. And, like, we made every excuse in the book. Shame on us. Oklahoma's just not any good. They're playing Texas this coming weekend. That'll be a tough one, too. That may be a matchup of who's the most overrated team out of those two, Oklahoma and Texas. Um... Man, 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 the Sooners are not very good. Venables is already having some naysayers and some detractors out there because his team, look, first-year coaches, it takes time. We get it. But when you're an off, when you're a defense-first guy, your defense should at least play well. They've given up 41-55, and 55, 96 points in their first two conference games. That ain't any good for anybody. I've got some betting picks for you guys. I'll save them for after this break. It's play-by-play on KLEB. One more segment, then we're out of here. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. 
blankets feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. We got some betting picks for you guys today in the world of Major League Baseball. I like the St. Louis Cardinals minus one and a half runs on the run line over the Pirates. The Cardinals are in postseason mode, uh, but the Pirates are terrible. So I like the Cardinals to take care of business with Michaelis on the mound. I like St. Louis to get a win there. I like Atlanta tonight, wrapping it up, minus 158. Um Money line over the Marlins. The Braves are going to win the National League East tonight against Miami. And how sweet it's going to be. And they're going to win it on Miami's field, a place where they have had so much drama in recent years where they're hitting Acuna and there's fights and different issues. And then they're throwing out Acuna other times after. And it's just been such a petty rivalry. And I don't know why. Miami is the way that they are because, bro, you've never been in contention. And, bro, we've beaten the snot out of you every single time we faced you. But it'll be so much fun to beat Miami and win the division on their home field. The champagne will be soaking into their turf. It'll be a beautiful, beautiful thing if you're a Braves fan. And then the last one that I got today, let's go to Monday Night Football. Let me tell you how to bet Monday Night Football tonight. I like the Rams tonight, uh, plus one and a half. The Rams are a road underdog. I think the Rams are going to win tonight outright, plus one and a half. I also like under in the game, under 42 and a half. If you want to look into that, um, feel free. I like for completions in the game. I like, uh, no, completion was the wrong number to click on, dude. I like for uh, receiving yards in the game. There we go. Uh, over 92 for Cooper Cup tonight. And one more prop that I'll give you for Monday Night Football. How about we go uh, over 29 rushing yards for Debo Samuel? How about that? Those would be the ones that I'll give you for Monday Night Football tonight as we're hoping to see a really good game between two of the better teams in the NFC. So I like Rams. I like the over for Cooper Cup. I like the over for uh, Debo. And I think that we're going to have a really, really fun football game between two really good teams. That one will be out in the Bay tonight over in San Francisco. Thanks to Coach Brian Colley for his time. Tomorrow we've got Stan Gravois. It's going to be our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview with Stan. I'm sure Stan will be excited to talk about LSU and the Saints and everything in between. We're going to put a pin in today's show. We'll be back the same time tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. God bless. Stay safe on the roads. Can't wait to be back tomorrow. Adios, amigo. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.